0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small actor. In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about Lego, Curries, and we're part two of our interview with Paula Petri, PhD.
1: Welcome one and all to another episode of the, kind- the Kindness Project. We're starting to bring the energy, and I think what's got more energy uh, than a circus ringmaster Um dictating to a crown as he fellows out.
0: Is that what you were channelling in there the Circus Remarks? Yes. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Did you get that feel right the Circus Remarks?
2: I, d- I did. I really did.
1: <laughs> I was imagining like a little uh like a little two-tailed coat.
0: Yes. A big red coat. And a whip. style. Black,
1: black and gold trim Stop And a whip. perfection.
0: You, you have also to add bit. black and gold trim perfection, darling. <laughs> um, have you got black have you got long red black and gold trim
2: coat, as? I haven't. Mean, I can't I have. Would you like to add one to your repertoire? I'd, I wonder where you get one of them. Although no. I would only... just Google ringmaster.
1: They're costume shop.
2: Go I to was... I was only Eventbrite yesterday. Uh, my only remember right looking at what's on in Norwich. Guess what was on? The
1: surface.
2: No. Way a bad clothes shop. Ah, oh, right. Okay, somebody's
0: pitched a idea right us. Way uh, back, and no, that's
1: that's normal. That's that's. A
0: way bad. way a clothes. not way not way a clothes of a clothes shop. That's oh. gone on in Norwich
2: yet. Well, oh, it was. Get, um, Get a ton of clothes or
1: something
2: like that. A ton? Yeah, it's a kilo sale Yeah, a kato Who's kilo. buying a ton of clothes though? Yeah, a kato right. um, When you
0: ask when you ask the question what's going on in Norwich, I thought the answer was gonna be everything, everywhere.
1: Or all not. at once. But if it's going on in Norwich, would it be everywhere?
0: Um, Norwich is the only place you need to worry about, isn't it? Because it's the best city right.
2: in the world. That's right. Well, the time so for, are you are going to
0: uh, take a visit to the, buy a ton of clothes, Sal?
2: Oh, no, no, no. So, uh, that was on today at 10 o'clock. Go on. Wales was on event right. I, I did find an uh, interesting thing about Lego on there. Lego? Go on. So it's like, uh, like a Lego meet that you go and see people's buildings and all that
0: oh nice,
2: I nice. Was I, that. i'm i'm
0: always deeply impressed
2: when people buy
0: uh people make lego stuff i remember years ago i don't know if you remember that charlotte you little. we went to an art exhibit.
1: no i remember that
0: exhibition called art of the brick and that was um that was amazing and then oh. sophie was just popped uh Head out the downstairs low and is just listening to the listening to the podcast. Went to Legoland in winter, didn't we? I thought oh, it was going to be a silent dance and suddenly it moved from a silent dance to a loud bellow. I
1: want that little sofa form by then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Art of the brick. Um, it's amazing. It I it was, no, It
2: was in the um, Trim Brewery. doesn't clarify anything for me. I don't
0: yeah. know what
1: that is.
0: It's in East London, near Brick Lane. So, oh, which...
1: Brick Lane? Sorry. <laughs> not... We love bagels! We do love bagels! Oh,
0: Brick Lane bagels. Listeners, if you've never been to Brick Lane, number one, maybe the best place for curries, but you've got to be really selective when you go for a brickland curry because because brick lane is now known for curries actually it's not improved the quality there's too many pop up
1: Bricklane's not known for curries it's for bagels
2: brit lane is known for curries i
1: must i've never heard that about brit lane,
2: brit lane is known for curries i know brit lane has curries not bagels curries or bagels yeah curries Right, that is a new game we can play for the quiz. I'm going to pick a
0: place, and you've got to tell me no, no, what it's known for, and it's going to either be curries or bagels. Right, that's so neat. Curries or bagels. So let me just, um, let me just.
1: But like, there's so many Brooklyn bagels in Brooklyn. There's like three. Okay.
0: So the first one is going to be called. Oh, oh me! <laughs> the first one's going to be called "Mint and It's Slow." So you need to just bear with me. Yeah,
1: your laptop so is complaining about that. Can you?
0: Well. Can you just? Can you two? Add, just riff. It uh, just rift Um. Uh. And just um. Just rift. Just rift. Rift. Just rift. Just, just do what you need you to. The thing is, every curry... I, I was looking at the roads that the Birmingham Curry mole is on, and I can't find the actual name of the road. It just says Birmingham Curry Mall. So the, Cur- the Birmingham Curry Mile. The Birmingham Curry Mall, is that famous for curries or bagels? Curries. Curries. Bagels. You're wrong. You're both
2: wrong. <laughs> it's deceiving this
0: game, isn't it?
2: Oh, uh, It's the only place I go in Birmingham to buy me electronics.
1: Are we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't, I i got the joke. I've got the
0: joke. Um uh, quite a Me's joke, Rice, but I'll tell you it's
1: still around.
0: i tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I will plan the next the next episode of the kindness project, a special edition
2: of down.
0: curries and bagels.
2: Curries and bagels. right there. I can't Sorry, believe. I, I've just invented a new game on the fly, I've got to prep for it. I can't it, believe it, it, it it's just outside London, you can't get a broadband that works, So,
0: How is it near the greatest part
2: of the I have absolutely country no, in the world? I have absolutely no trouble with my broadband, as you know. I'm always available. He's always it's always available.
1: Always
0: available. as its Wi-Fi. It, it it's, it's a Raz Is like his Wi-Fi always
2: available. A- I, always uh, open. I have two lines here, just in case. But yeah, an emergency Wi-Fi line. <laughs> um, you know what?
0: You know what? Russ's Wi-Fi is like always ready to get down to business, there like is, Russ. Let's from. get down to business, Raz and James. And on that note, let's get down to business, and, um...
1: <laughs>
0: right, okay, so what's the first kind uh, of news?
1: Man embarks on 143 acts of kindness missions in 40 days. Kevin Bonecutter is on a mission. His goal... Kevin
0: Bonecutter? <laughs> What an amazing (laughs) name he's got!
1: Maybe it's not bone cutter. Maybe it's Bonnet shooter. No, it's bone
0: cutter. (laughs) B O N E C U T T E R. But did you try
1: and? (laughs) Did you? (laughs) He's a mortician (laughs) (laughs) or a doctor.
0: He's a kind mortician though, Kevin Bone Cutter. It's like wrestling.
1: (laughs) It sounds like the kind of name someone gives themselves the first time they play D and D. The bone cutter.
2: Bone cutter. What would what would be your one? What would be your D name, Raz? I don't know, but I don't play D D. Uh, right, uh, I'm the bone cutter.
0: So, so for the first time?
1: My first character was called Asda. Asda.
0: Asda. Asda. So do you want to do you want to be little? Little
1: Russ.
2: I'll Little Russ. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Right. Tell us about Kevin Bone Cutter.
1: He completed his first act of kindness on June 1st. Since then, he's been cutting grass at vacant homes and
2: Not
1: <laughs> picking up trash and handing out free food and snacks on the west side of Cincinnati. WKRC met Bone Cutter at one of his first projects at the intersection of Glenmore Avenue and Glenway Avenue. Ooh.
0: It was a median triangle that had a foot and a half of tall grass and was just full of garbage and bush that had been run out by cars multiple times said bone cutter, and I thought, how can I make this better? I cut the bush down, but then as I kept driving by, by it, the grass kept coming and nobody else was cutting it. Bone cutter loves a bit of cutting, did not he? Bone cutter start, started July the 4th by taking part in a 5K, raising money for paediatric brain tumour research, and ended, up, and ended it with more grass cutting. All the time he tried to be a positive change that can inspire others. That's what I like. Just being a like a positive change because you can assume that that um, uh, move towards you know doing like for cutting that grass is just about that grass and it's not it's about showing that it can be done and engendering engendering and encouraging others to make positive change um, in a world that sometimes can feel hopeless but it's actually when you look full of hope. If I've learned anything from Kevin Bonecar, it's that.
1: <laughs> Fieldhead Primary Academy pupils deliver kindness hug cards across Bristol to show people that they care. Pupils at a Burstall school have been spreading kindness hug cards to the local community as part of their RE lessons on the topic of how do we show we care. As part of the RE curriculum, year one pupils at Fieldhead. I've been studying stories from the Bible and looking at how different religions show that they care for each other. After reading the Good Samaritan and learning about a variety of religious texts, the class discussed who and what might need care, such as loved ones, the environment, and even strangers. The class decided to put their learning into practice with kindness, balance, each with a message of hope, reading, Sapphire class have been learning about simple ways to show we care and how to show kindness. Here is a little something to show we care, with love from Sapphire class at Fieldshead Primary Academy. Each pupil was given one envelope to gift strangers in the Bristol community. One resident who received a card through his letterbox phoned the school to let everyone know how grateful he was. Uh, Liz Hutchinson, year one teacher, said, I am thrilled with the responsible residents and workers who received our kindness cards. The class have worked very hard in their lessons, learning all about acts of kindness and how to care for those around us. Everyone deserves an act of kindness, and I'm so proud of the pupils for spreading some cheer throughout Bristol." Our school ethos is to be a great school at the heart of our community, and this was definitely proven by our year one club.
0: Love it, love it. And I, it's really interesting. I think as we get older, we can have the tend to get a little more cynical about life. I think showing kids that kindness matters is really important. because hopefully it's a trend they continue throughout their lives.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you like to introduce the interview guest this week? Oh,
1: I am really carrying this episode. Huh? You
0: are. You are. It's your episode. Um. It's it's all about Charlotte this week.
1: Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um. So we have the second part of our interview, uh, which you so succinctly introduced last week, from Paula Petri.
0: Paula's um, an amazing lady. Um, as an amazing... Sorry, should I pick this one up? Yeah. as, as an amazing story, and one which effectively she learnt from uh, quite a tough experience with her child, um, but one where she usually used that Experience, which a lot of people would really struggle with, to do something positive in the world. So let's hear the second part of the interview with Paula. I found the experience of writing the book really cathartic and helpful, and particularly because I wrote about my mum and the experience of of, of, of my mum. It felt like I was I was leaving a bit of a tribute for my mum in that book. Funny enough. So tell me about the book, and 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 then tell me a bit about. Um, Tell me a bit about how you find writing a book as an experience and whether it was as cathartic for you as it was for me.
3: Definitely catharsis. When you relive, I I relived all of that part of of my my life with my my daughter. And so as things came up, I I had that opportunity to revisit it, but from many years later and give it a, a reframe. Uh, yeah. to look at it from different right from kind of an eagle point of view rather than at the moment you're in it right but then you can and i do think the catharsis i literally do think it's it's healing that those wounds in the body we say catharsis but literally i think it frees us from some misconceptions maybe that we had at the yeah. time right and uh or or just the Trauma at the time, for in well, my experience, so
0: they say that
3: stress causes
0: damage to the body, don't they? They know, oh, yeah, know that's cool. that the case, so so yeah, yeah, finding a way to relieve that stress, I suppose, was important. But we haven't explored what the book is, so start, start. <laughs> what was the motivation for writing the book, and tell me the story.
3: Okay, So the motivation was a tribute uh, to my daughter, to my daughter's life. It was a tribute to other parents to have a child with a disability because I uh, the first half of the book is about that struggle and the need to be and what it takes, so the courage and persistence to get what people think is the basic needs met for their child, but and they are basic. But they're different in society, particularly in the 80s and even prior, of course, right? We're not ready for our children. So we were really paving a new path forward. So what it takes, uh, I think in a, I found appreciation for myself, other parents, and wanting the world, anyone interested in the book, to really appreciate what it takes for parents to raise a child uh, with a disability. Um, life and death and that transformation that comes from that. And we, we think of grief, we don't think of transformation. We But there's an acceptance process, but then we're transformed in some way and helping people see grief in that way and the positives that come from that. Um, and what fant- are
0: they? What, are, what, what did you learn through that journey that you now see as positive?
3: Um Well, as I've dug, dug into and, and my whole spiritual path Um, I now believe that that life lives on, right? So for me, there's this huge transformation and that life lives on. And then when we don't, when we realize that, our loved ones, really, the promise of seeing our loved ones in the afterlife is real. That's my worldview. I've had many experiences that would confirm that. Significant research uh, to confirm that. But it is very freeing, and that's what the research also finds. You feel lighter. You feel more joy. There's a sense of relief. There's a sense of relief knowing our, your loved one uh, is well.
0: So- it, it's so interesting right? and I I, I I think i've shared with you before that i'm not i am not deep enough to be spiritual i don't think i <laughs> I, I have a re- i have a really shallow <laughs> don't, atheistic
1: thing well. so.
0: <laughs> um but but the the interesting thing for me is I, you're right the that every every piece of research about well-being is all around having faith in something greater than you. And I don't, it's strange, but having faith in something greater than you is shown to improve wellbeing. There's a really great piece of research um, called uh, uh, around Blue Zones. So it's around the places in the world where people live longer, happier, healthier lives. And one of the tenants of this is believing in something bigger than you. So, a complete, like, having that belief and having that faith is is, is really important. One thing you talk in your book, Paula, that I'm interested in exploring is uh, relinquishing control and thinking you're, like, sort of, like, having the ability to just turn around and go, I can't control everything. Help me understand how that manifests in the book and, and 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 what you learned through that journey.
3: Yes. Well absolutely you know, this was the number one thing that I think changed with me with my daughter's death because I was controlling her life at the minuscular level all the time i mean every doctor i knew everything about spina bifida what to do what caused infection what caused this i was in the appointments i had the best equipment she had everything uh the school she had an eight everything i man i can i i was in charge of in control of and obviously not in control of her death <laughs> yeah. right i mean and so that just burst open this uh, the possibility of something else to emerge very different, and that, I believe, was the uh, not having control over things, and then it's moved that whole idea into what what does life look like or feel like when we're not in that place it took me a long time to get there but it's in flow instead of in control David Hawkins work force versus power you know you're forcing things you want things you're dictating things you're in charge of things right and then with grief you're in a puddle like for so long you're not in charge of anything and then you you rise up like the phoenix and uh and you rise up very different in that you are in in flow yeah. that okay. that energy to control is just not accessible
0: okay uh, and 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 it's i think that element of i mean for me and again this is coming from my my different worldview perspective the Stoics talked a lot about. Um, the Stoics talked a lot about focusing on what you can control, which is very little, right? You know, actually, you can have influence on stuff, but yeah. the, the stuff that and there's only two things you can control really: your thoughts and your 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 actions, and and everything else is is you know you know, so might be you might be able to influence it, but actually you can't control it, and it's I think there's a freedom in that that doesn't when you think you can control everything you try and you yeah. fail because it's you know <laughs> it's just one of those things so yeah. so yeah i i agree there there's a um there's a there's a there's a freedom in control but i know i know one of the other things you talk about in the book is you know, uh sort of historic ways of healing and uh and this is an area that i'm really uh i'm really interested to understand a bit more starting from a low knowledge base so help me understand what you've learned about that and how it's impacted you in your life yes um so we
3: we <clears throat> It goes back to the indigenous ways and I studied with uh the shamans in Peru and I studied through the Four Winds Society. Uh, I took a year to off and, and went and, and and uh studied and and uh began to practice immediately. So this is what what i have learned uh the interconnectedness of life chris is the web of life from indigenous point of view globally everyone all indigenous cultures know and understand this web of life so what is it so now we have all the science of this unifying field uh the quantum field and that what it there's it's like airways. So what I'm thinking and feeling and, and sending, I can send to another person. The power of prayer is really real, right? So, but what are we praying for? It's also all of our dark thoughts, right? Also affect everybody. They affect our children, right? And you know that well in the in this in this work. So we can with our minds move energy in for the purpose of healing for the purpose of healing and so that's using the energy of this quantum field and sending it into locations within our own body and in the body of others in the electromagnetic, we have an electromagnetic field. We know that by science, we're connected in with the earth through her electromagnetic field. Um, and so there's that big piece of it. The other piece is I have did a beautiful curriculum. It's being adopted, reviewed by actually uh, an organization in the UK that does certification programs and diploma programs for uh, what, areas of wellness to offer it as a course and so how is it that we can move because the whole world has got stuck in this fight or flight that happened during covid right death was at our door do we go outside or not right because covid was at our door and then we've stayed in this it's had really a long we see that particularly with youth and and statistics with youth and the suicide rates and all of that. But we're in fight or flight. How do we move out of that? And so we tone this longest nerve in our body, the vagus nerve, and many of the practices to tone it, we say tone or activate it, which activates our digest and rest, right? We come into calm. We come into this calm state. um, Our practices that are indigenous Right. So all of the breath work, any type of breath work does that. It's almost immediate. Right. Um, cold water, people are doing these barrels, these Wim Hof is the cold water well, stuff. You know yes. what's weird? You know what's <laughs> really interesting?
0: I, I was, because I've been away for a couple of days before I recorded this, down on the south coast of the, of the UK. Um, and I was, I, I was in a sauna. Uh, chatting to oh. this guy in the sauna. I uh, didn't know him, just started the conversation in the sauna and I was talking, and it, he he lived in France, had a big business up in um, up in Sunderland and lived in France and commuted between the two and just had this really interesting chat, chat with a random stranger, which I really enjoyed. And we were talking about well-being, and... Uh, the reason we got into the conversation is because we're both sitting in the sauna, and the first thing he says to me is, I've heard this is really good for you. But <laughs> like, you know, there's the, the Scandinavians swear by it, and we're yeah, but we talking about the Scandinavians go from super hot, yes, to super cold, right? You know,
3: that, yes, perfect
0: you know, formula, that. great, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, and I said, the the challenge that I've got. And I get all of this cold water therapy and like the the impact of it. um, Is that like when you go cold, you go, this doesn't feel right? Like the initial reaction is like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? Um, So, anyway, a little bit later on in the day, we go to the beach. So, uh, Sophie, my youngest, Cassie, and I are at the beach. And like all kids, um, like the, she loves the, the beach like, like most kids, she loves the beach and the sea so if Sophie goes out into the sea she's like, Dad, come on, come on I'm like, that's going to be really cold out there that is going to be freezing, I don't want to go it's going to be, but she's like, Dad, come on, come on, come on and I've done everything I can to put off going in, Paula, but I, at this point I need to go in and you know, I, do, I do it every single time um, I the first two minutes, I go, this is cold, this is cold. But once I'm in, it's such an amazing experience being in, like, sea swimming and being in that cold water. I think there is something with that cold water. Emergency. Yes, yes. Just, I just need to get better at getting in. You know that that because like, I I do cold water immersion. It takes me twenty minutes to get into. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the
3: same. I'm um, the same.
0: So so yeah, I think I think we could learn a lot from that. You know, changing our biology to just like sort of and that could because it you know. it
3: it's it's amazing, Chris. What what actually happens is that the, uh, the one of the things is that the you the dopamine release is two hundred and fifty percent time of times what it'd be normal, right? And uh, we burn in that cold water. We also releases it activates as burning of our of our fat cells. So people that sit in this cold uh, actually have have experienced uh, weight loss. Um, but also the endorphins. So we actually have this experience and, and the dopamine it's recommended because for ADHD there's re- good research that shows that you may have a lack of of dopamine naturally your production of dopamine. So yeah. it's recommended for people with actually have an, with ADHD. But yeah the wellness and the brain, the brain chemistry would
0: say that Part of the challenge with ADHD is we immediately like the the, the Western perspective on it is that we medicate. And there I mean, I, I'm not convinced we've all explored all of the other ways that we can potentially help kids with ADHD cope with life in, in other ways. And maybe yeah, maybe cobalt therapy is one of them. I don't know. It's interesting.
3: Yes, yeah. And and earthing is another one. Just putting our hands and feet, our body as much as possible on the earth. But and when you're in natural water, as you're describing, yeah, yeah, yeah. connecting up, and it resets. So it's a, another reset for the vagus nerve, meaning that you move out of fight or flight, which is the stress response. Is fight or flight, which you know, you know, what's lives literally I,
0: lives. I said this to you. I said this to Cassie. um. I love, and it's weird because a recorded version of it just doesn't do the same thing for me. But I love just hearing the sea, you know that, like, so just that wave lapping in and out is just feels cathartic. you know what I mean? It's and it's yeah. it's coming back to the natural world, isn't it? You know that yeah. element of of, of ca- ca- uh, uh, cathartic feeling is, is really interesting.
3: Yeah, and, and what happens that physically with the body is that we have we produce positive molecules. The abundant, the loving mother nature has available to us the negative ions, and the m- convergence of those two neutralize, and is a huge health benefit to us and and, and our bodies. So,
0: what's your one tip to do to have more that we can all do to have a bit more well-being in our lives
3: Mm. Uh, everything goes back to the breath i would say really doing some type of of breath work to slow down and reset every day 10 minutes would be my and the second though is to do what choose of the modalities that you come across and then do the one that you are most likely to do. Like I love dance. And so my, my wellness practice is really dance because that's the one I most likely do because I love to do it. So, um, I asked what kind of dancing do you do? Tell me about that. Well, I learned whirling, the whirling dervish, the oneness, uh, And so it's it's with a scarf and it's with music I love and I twirl and I, I can be sending positive thoughts to myself, to others, to the world. And you go into a a um, kind of a meditative state of interesting well-being for self and for others.
0: The whirling yeah. dervish. So I yeah, need to are. Google that to, to understand a bit more. That sounds great. Um now I you know what I love reading all your all your content that I've been doing in preparation for this interview is your um, the 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 way that you talk about Joseph Campbell's work, um the hero's journey element. Tell me how that applies to the work you do. Mm. And how you use the hero's journey to help others.
3: Yes, absolutely. You see, if we see ourselves in the state of suffering and lack, and the world's not fair to us, and why did this happen to me? Right. So, those yeah, are the yeah. people I've worked with, right? We, yeah. We've a lot of people, we get stuck there, but everybody lands there at, at some time in their life. I've never met anybody who doesn't. So, for me, the hero's journey, uh, tells us right that there's this transformation process right yes, so you yeah. you leave home right his yeah. there's seven twelve sixteen they're different steps and in, in different people's versions but it's the leaving home and we can even think of the youth you know growing up into a transition into adulthood right and they yeah. they leave the normal and they go into an abnormal world And in that, for me, it was the world of disability was an abnormal world. And then you have trials and tribulations, and you're in the belly of the whale, right? But along come the mentors. And I mapped out my hero's journey. I've been it around a couple times and found this appreciation for people who who helped me out of the muck. And they're designed to do that see he looked at his be- his work is beautiful he looked across cultures and he found in mythology and that was his lo- his passion and he said wow this story he, co- he labeled hero's journey is everywhere across oh, 100%. The- well yeah, I mean right. you, you read
0: homer's odyssey or you read the jason and the argonauts and the story you know it comes from you know but you can go all the way forward to a hollywood film of last year and it's you know, yes and, and I think the reason that... I, and it was interesting that it took so long for somebody to to do it as well as Joseph Campbell, I think. So I love the hero's journey. Um, because it signifies something about the human experience, right? Yeah
3: exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that lives in all of us. As Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz is my favourite, right? And then she clicked her heels and she went back home so that it's coming back to self. And that's, that's yeah. part of the, I think our modern world if we had a you know we're we're in that place of of the belly of the whale right now right yeah, yeah. and and i think what's missing for us is to coming back home to self of to who we really are and back into this the sacred world
0: so, so here, here, here's where i can really benefit your insight so i think I think sometimes, and my, this isn't only my experience in my own family, but other younger people I talk to, sometimes challenge and dealing with adversity, particularly for kids who have gone through the pandemic, Yes, um, often feels a bit more challenging than it would be from our perspective because we've been through enough... Um, of those ups and downs in life to realise that adversity comes with an element of growth if you get through it in the right way. Yeah. How do we help our kids understand feeling that they are in the belly of the wow or going through those particular challenges is just part of life?
3: Mm. That's a that's an excellent question because they don't have the long view, right? Yeah, they true. don't have and everything is immediate, yeah, right? Yeah, their emotions yeah. are intense. So that that teaching probably comes later. I think helping them reframe as their experiences of where in the moment where yeah, they can yeah. find um. um some wisdom in that moment in that experience that that really kids can can do and they appreciate it they i think they really want to be listened to In my experience in working with youth they they love the fact that we were listening and that they were helping each other so if i can do it you can do it and they see themselves as a separate subspecies as a youth right it's that age group where i'm not I'm not like you. I'm this, well, that's, yeah. and so if you can do it, John, who's also 14, that means I can do it. But and that's it's very part of the challenge,
0: though. isn't it? It's like you're taking advice from somebody who's 45 or 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 70, or it's like, well, I'm 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 different, not realizing that we were the. <laughs> We were there at one point in the past as well. I know. I mean, I think we're destined to repeat it, aren't we? Because I remember when I was fifteen or fourteen or seventeen, and you turn around and go, "What do my parents Parents know about my lived experience?" But actually. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think you've got to go through your own learning journey, haven't you? That's the reality of it. It's like you,
3: yes, yes, and giving yeah, them that,
0: that point you made about learning from your peers because it feels a bit more yeah. immediate. It's really interesting.
3: Yes, yes, and giving them the opportunities to come together with peers who are further down the road. That was the parent to parent in Miami experience. We were we were trained and we were further down the road than other people and then we'd run to others. So that's the, because we tend birds of a together, birds of a feather flock together. But so you, you know, if you're, if you're in a low state, you're most likely hanging out with other low state people in a low vibration, low mental state. Right. So then putting together things where, there's all kinds of kids in there. Is the but beauty? There, but there's a
0: line experience, right? You know, yes.
3: Somebody there. look at—he made himself. He got himself out of this, or she got herself out of this—is um, an—is an inspiration. Is that mentor when you're in the belly of the wool? The mentor comes along. Uh, Oregon, here in the state of Oregon, they put together a, a youth counseling hotline and youth are answering the hotlines. Yeah, and then trained, licensed clinical social workers are you know, Helping behind them. listening yeah. and intervening. But,
0: but the, the the advice has come from people like them as opposed to adults where you might turn around and go, you know, right. it's interesting though, isn't it? You know, we're always, and, and I, I think I, you know, I'll probably apply this to my own life. We're really good at giving advice like one of my favorite phrases is what advice would we give our friend? Because the advice we give ourselves in our own head sometimes isn't the way to go. It's the advice that we give a friend that that, that sometimes might be more powerful. Yeah, but thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of our listeners who are going to be interested in understanding a bit more about you, buying your book, understand a bit more about the amazing work you do. Uh, we didn't have time today to talk about the brilliant um, work you do creating chaos in the calm. or calm in the chaos, sorry, wrong way around. Um, but um, you, people can find that on there on your website. Where can people find out a bit more about you if they're interested in, in understanding more?
3: Thank you, Chris, and thank you for having me today. This has been delightful. Oh, um, best way is Paula at paulapetri.com paula at paulapetri.com or facebook linkedin is another avenue and reach out send me an email and, um, and we'll, we'll
0: put all your links on the show notes that people are interested in connecting they can do that thank you for joining us on the kindage project
3: thank you so much
0: You're welcome
1: wasn't that a good interview? it was are we moving on now moving on now it's Tis the end of another podcast. But the end is never true at the end because the, the, the end is always the beginning of something entirely new. And I have joke of the week.
0: Go oh, no, on no, in, there's the joke of the week.
1: Um so this one's not field tested because um
0: You normally field joke say Well week.
1: usually I take them off the internet. Um
0: That's not field tested. That's just ripping them off the internet and Open How they, open
1: they um, is that a field test, Russ? <laughs> a field test would be asking well, 10 people. Well, some of we are good enough to publish, so... What, on the internet? You have
0: seen the internet, right? That's a good test of measure. You have, you have seen some of the nonsense on the you internet, what... right? It's digest. I- oh oh I
1: have to oh, no, <laughs>
0: Change the tone immediately. Uh, did, did, did you see did you see how quickly our mood changed there? Oh, it's Regis Digest. You know what that's like? It's like Mark's and Spencer's, right? That's if somebody right. says I'm
1: buying
0: a meal deal. I'm. Um, I'm uh, not a meal deal, actually. Not a meal deal. I'm buying a cheesecake, and you go, Well look, cheesecake comes in different qualities. It's not just any of Oh, no. Cheesecake, Russ.
2: It's not... What? Iceland do the best cheesecake.
0: Iceland? <laughs> they make that in the pits of hell and drag it up in Iceland, didn't they? Iceland? What?
1: No, they only do that with their
0: chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, hold on, hold on. We normally do the bats at the end of the, uh, the start of the show. Are you genuinely saying to me that you firmly believe that an Iceland cheesecake is the best cheesecake...
1: From a supermarket. From
0: a supermarket.
2: I honestly can't comment. I don't need cheesecake, but... Right. Then why...
1: Why
0: why did you say the Iceland cheesecake's the best, then?
2: Because it's nice and cheap. When I've looked at Iceland, it's nice and cheap. And they get good reviews on Iceland. Have you... Sorry, have you been Googling the Iceland cheesecake to no, read I, the reviews? No, I buy some stuff in Iceland. They do kilogram bacon and that sort of stuff. Right.
1: Kilogram bacon?
2: Yeah, like a... Like a... vacuum pack, kilogram of bacon and... That's a lot
0: of bacon. <laughs> you put on top of your cheesecake, you don't eat.
2: You buy it cheap
0: and put it in the freezer, don't you? Right, but then, but then, this no, is the thing. No, I not buy and then... No, right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, quality versus quantity, right? Is the definition of a good cheesecake how cheap it is?
2: It is, it's only where you're middle class and I'm not.
0: I mean, that might be true. <laughs> Let's have the joke
2: from the reader's digest. It's not, I made mean, it oh, no. like myself, which is why I'm saying it's
0: <laughs> not been field tested.
1: This
0: is a joke you made up yourself?
1: Yeah.
0: This oh, is Charlotte. Yeah. Right?
1: This is this is all about Charlotte. Um, right? uh, I came up with it when you and Russ were having banter about the internet. Go on. Then. Um, yeah, go on. What what do uh, introverts and uh, bad Wi-Fi have in common? Go on. They're both struggling with connections.
2: <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad actually. Bad, bad. I like that. Actually, for, for one,
0: you've come up with on the fly, so to speak. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, didn't you,
2: Russ? I did. I did. And thank you for. Maybe, maybe you should stick to your own computer and then, with mine, will be so quick on the usually. No,
1: because it'll just immediately stop being impressed with them because it's the format.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. I need. I actually. I can't be impressed too often, Russ. You know that. Otherwise, it breaks the theme of the show i mean well i i tell you what i am gonna do i am gonna order myself apart from bringing in the game show format um is it
1: curry or curry curry
0: or bagel um i am going to go go and get an ice and cheesecake and for the next episode (laughs) compare it just sit here whilst we're recording
1: <laughs> eating entire.
0: first in Iceland and then, and then, then not... a Marks and Spencer's cheesecake. I'll let like, well I'll let you know live.
2: It's, we, we, it's, like, oh. we don't have Marks and Spencer's here. They shut the one in Lynn.
0: What in the best city in the world? They shut Oh,
1: in Lynn. What our nearest
0: uh on church. I'm on for. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, have a lovely day and we'll see you on the college project soon.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.